This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes, you know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York, we want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away. Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side by side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. There's a lot that could impress you about the all-new Honda Prologue EV. True, it's got class-leading passenger space and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. But what really sets the Prologue apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit honda.com slash prologue to learn more. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Hello and welcome to The Rest is Football with me, Gary Lenica, Alan Shearer and uh, Michael Richards is back. We've got him. We have to say, Big Meeks, we've, we missed you a little bit. Are you, are you sure you did? Because since I've left, you've had a couple of number one hits on, on top episodes. Well, you need to up your game then. Take the hint, Micah, take the hint. Yeah. I think I'm dragging you down. Yeah. <laughs> And if you'd have missed this one, we were going to get Pablo Zabaleta in. (laughs) (laughs) So what can you tell us about what you've been up to? I can't believe you're still in Mexico. Oh, my God. So everyone knows who's been listening. For those who weren't listening, I went to Mexico about two weeks ago. We went to Mexico City, explored Mexico City for a while. Then came back, worked. I come back to Mexico City went to Guadalajara, then we went to La Paz, and now I'm in Cabo. Oh, Cabo's supposed to be nice. You must be getting some serious coinage for all that time out there, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't kiss and tell, (laughs) I have to say, the last time I went to to Mexico for that length of time, I got a lot of gold. Yay! A a golden boot, Micah! <laughs> right. Uh, once again, you've sent in uh, lots of questions um, for us, which we thoroughly appreciate. So, um, lots to get through. We'll do as many as we can, as always. And I want to start because it was an international break, because we've watched um, England in a, I have to say, a couple of fairly drab games that. Obviously, when there's nothing at stake, it's never quite the same. Um, So let's start with one from Roxanne Gill. Uh, As it is the international break, what would be your starting 11 teams for England uh, from the squad Gareth has chosen? Well, he's not chosen his squad for the European Championship yet, but I know we've kind of done this and I've dodged it a bit. So I'm going to start. Okay. okay? Okay. Go on then, fire away. What's yours? Yeah. (laughs) Pickford, Walker. Stones, Gay, Trippier, Bellingham, Rice, 
Madison, Saka, Kane, Foden. There you go. And then within that, you can bring on people, you know, they've got lots of, um, obviously, replacements for Walton, those. who was your back four there, please, Gary? Carl Walker, mm-hmm. Gay and John Stones, and Kieran Trippier on the left. Um, I mean, Do you want to go or you want me to go now, Micah? Go on, Alan, go on. Pickford, Walker, Stones, Maguire, Trippier, Rice, Bellingham, Foden, Kane, Saka, Grealish. Very close. Not mine. A couple of differences. That's good, and I wouldn't argue with that either. Micah. I'm going to go with Walker, Stones, Gurhi, Trippier. Gurhi? Who's Gurhi? How do you pronounce his name? <laughs> What's that? You've been in Mexico <laughs> for too long. I think it's gay, isn't it? I don't know. But it might, well, you might be right for all we know, but I quite like Gurhi. It's like, he's no turkey. He's Gurhi. Gay. We've got Pickford in there. We all agree on Pickford. Yeah. I'm going with Trent. Yeah, good shout. I was very close. Rice. Bellingham. That's my three. And up front, I'm going with Saka. Kane. And this position, I... That's a difficult one for me. I'm, we know who you're going to go with. We know who you're going to go with. We know who's going to go on the left. Who am I going to go with? Who am I going to go with? You're your pal. You're going to stick with your pal. Oh, you know you are. <laughs> of course. I've got to get the suspense coming. <laughs> go on then. Grealish. Yeah. Yeah, I thought you yes. might I thought you might go Jack. We won't <laughs> we won't argue that, that case now and I suspect once we get close to the tournament when we'll probably do it again, mm. they'll be maybe more diverse than they are now. Um right, off we go. Um Scott Wright, my question to the guys is what culture did you take him when in Florence, Micah? In Barcelona, Gary, and in Blackburn. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to know what culture you took in Blackburn. I told you, didn't I? What, I told you what happened when I was driving through Blackburn for the first time with my missus. Yeah, that was brilliant. When she was eight months pregnant and looked at me in the car and said, what the fuck have you done to me? Mike, could you take in a bit of culture in... in I mean, oh, what a, Florence is such a beautiful city. I mean, what did I mean by culture? I took in the drinking the, culture. Well, Nightclubs, yeah, oh. which nightclubs? <laughs> <laughs> it's a drinking culture. Um, no, I, I just think Florence taught me how to to, to live a little bit, you know? Just because <laughs> of the... <laughs> live, <what> <laughs> live a little bit. You seem to be doing Please right. explain. Because, I mean, if you think about it, when you're young and stupid, and we've spoke so much about me wasting money and spraying champagne and all that, but... When I went to Florence, they call it Firenze, you know? It's just, Firenze. it's like a, the, the language of, of, of love. When they're talking, it's like they're, they're singing. So, so I went there, red wine, beautiful sunshine. Everything about it was just calm, you know? Did you go on that beautiful bridge there? Oh, that's what you, you always prompted me, Gary. I used to live on Ponte Vecchio's Wonderful bridge. So my apartment... The old bridge in translation, yeah? Yeah, the old bridge. Okay, why do they call it the old bridge? Let's do some... Uh, because it's old? Here. 
<laughs> Come on, coach, coach. This is this is the culture that the question needs. Come on, tell us why it's called Pont- Ponte Vecchio. Ponte Vecchio. So the reason why they call it the old bridge, Ponte Vecchio, is because apparently it's the only bridge that stayed up during the war. Ah, well, there you go. So it survived, therefore it's older. Yes, correct. And I lived on that apartment, Luca Tony's flat I was renting. We all remember Luca Tony. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You were renting his flat. I was in his flat. And wow, we had the view right over looking the bridge. And yeah, it just it just slowed my life down a little bit. It cannot be more impressive than the Tang Bridge, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> the fog on the Tang's all mine, oh my. Okay, you know when you said you were when you were young and you were stupid, how old are you now? <laughs> 30, 35, Alan. Fucking hell! <laughs> <laughs> what are you now then? If you were young and stupid then, what are you now? Uh, um, young and naive. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be thirty-five oh. again. Um, in Barcelona, I did I quite a lot of opera actually, which I can't say I really liked opera. But my um, my my wife then um, Michelle was a massive opera fan. She still is a big opera buff. Um, Goes to them all the time. We got very friendly with um, one of the great opera singers called Montserrat Caballé. Um, I remember we also went to a concert and sat right behind Princess Diana, actually. Um, yeah. So that took that kind of culture in. Um, um, it's beautiful, um, Barcelona, with museums and um, art galleries and, and stuff. So. That wouldn't happen to be Harry Fiat's mum, would it? That would be Harry the Fiat's mum, yes. <laughs> and he's chuckling alongside me. Uh, Sorry, Harry. <laughs> Next question. What were your favourite places whilst taking part in uh, Euros, uh, World Cup competitions, etc.? And who were the poolside pranksters? <laughs> mm, poolside pranksters. We weren't getting that much time by swimming pools. I do remember those, I think it was either Waddle stuck a cake in Gaza's face and then we ended up in the pool or Gaza stuck a cake in the face of Waddle it's one way round anyway or the other I can't quite recall which but um, it, it then ended up in, in the swimming pool but it was generally those two Waddle or Gaza on all occasions I think we, we went on a I don't know this is not such a funny story but it's just some Sir Bobby Robson up who took us to Malaysia I think it was pre-season We'd had a game and then the, the next morning we're in the swimming pool and Bobby's in the swimming pool with us for a warm down. He's trying to get us to do all these yeah. stretches and he's right in the yeah. middle. <laughs> and of course, we're doing our stretches and flicking the water up into Bobby's face. <laughs> you can see he's on his face and get <laughs> He kept twice he wiped it off once and then someone splashed the water in again behind him and he's wiped it off. <laughs> Morgan Clements. Who are the greatest players of this generation, bar Messi and Ronaldo? Would have to be Neymar. He'd have to be in there, wouldn't he? Mbappe. Mbappe, Neymar. Suarez, Iniesta, maybe. Pretty much the whole Barcelona team at one point. Um, Well, Kane you'd have to say as well, wouldn't you? Kane you would say, yeah. Lewandowski, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, possibly in there as well. Benzema. Benzema, good shout, Micah. Is it too early to see a Bellingham? Probably too early. One for the he future. He will be, though. I mean, he's, 
Oh, he will be, yeah. Hazard? Hazard, in his time, yeah. In his time, um, yeah. Met him, actually. I met him at the um, the Ballon d'Or, Hazard. I'd never met him before. We had, um, he, he was lovely. What a lovely guy. Did he know who you were? Well, he came up to me oh. <laughs> 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 and said, who the fuck are you? <laughs> <laughs> David Thompson asks, if you could erase one game from your playing career or management career, Alan, in brackets, <laughs> uh, which game would you pick and why? Erase. I mean, erase suggests you don't get the chance to play it again. So I'd, I'd, ooh, I don't know. There are quite a few I'd like to forget about. Probably the one where I duffed the penalty against Brazil. <laughs> was the embarrassment of it and also you know i didn't score anyway and it was only a friendly so uh, probably that one any for you alan oh i'm not so i mean the management one you know the one that was the decision where howard webb's dreadful decision when he was the referee when he cost us um i would like the chance to get that game back um I mean, semi-final Euro 96, yeah. I'd like to get back and play again. I don't know about a raise. I'd like the chance to play it again. But. Tricky, doesn't it? Micah? Uh, I've got to go that 4-3 match against Man United uh. where I was absolutely useless. And it just keeps coming back and back. You know, like, I don't know about you guys. Sometimes, like, things play over and play over in your mind. For some reason, that game keeps coming I'm playing in my mind constantly like, why wouldn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? And I, I just can't get over it. That's the Michael Owen go. game, just to be clear. Yes, the 4-3 derby game. Michael Owen scores last minute. It was my man. And I knew it was my man. And we've done this story before, but I was just like, what is wrong with you? Sort yourself out. So yeah, I want to raise that game. Okay, um, we'll erase that game. It was a very late winner and it's very late in the first half. So let's have half time. Chronic migraine is 15 or more headache days a month, each lasting four hours or more. Botox, onabotulinum toxin A, prevents headaches in adults with chronic migraine. It's not for adults with migraine with 14 or fewer headache days a month. It prevents on average eight to nine headache days a month versus six to seven for placebo. Prescription Botox is injected by your doctor. Effects of Botox may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness can be signs of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Side effects may include allergic reactions, neck and injection site pain, fatigue, and headache. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Don't receive Botox if there's a skin infection. Tell your doctor your medical history, muscle or nerve conditions, including ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis or Lambert-Eaton syndrome, and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. Ask your doctor and visit BotoxChronicMigraine.com or call 1-800-44-BOTOX to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! 
the most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for limited time while supplies last. Welcome back to The Rest is Football with Alan Shearer, Micah Richards and me, Gary Lineker. Um, we're answering your questions, so we'll try and rattle through them um, as quick as we can. So therefore, we'll get as um, many as we could possibly answer. Uh, one from Nathan Hartley. What has been your most memorable fan encounter? Have you got any fans, Micah? <laughs> <laughs> You shout this morning out of you to you shout. Go on, give us it. So you remember the tough times at Aston Villa? Yeah. And I've talked about the tough times so many times. <laughs> but I remember one time, and I've got him on I've got him on Instagram, and he sent me a message when in the season when we was was getting relegated and all this sort of thing. He sent me a message basically saying don't worry about all the, the nonsense that's happening around it. I know how good you are. Everyone knows how good you are, but you need to start believing that. And I was thinking, wow, like a little fan, he might have been, I don't know, 15 or, or 16 at a time who just literally turned my life around. And, and you go through a stage where you feel sorry for yourself, don't you? And you, sometimes you feel a little bit worthless, probably me more than you guys. And just that that message that he sent to me, I was just I started looking at things a lot differently. Then he came to a game and brought me a wash bag with my initials with his mum. And his mum was just like, don't worry about anything. You're gonna get this right. I couldn't believe it. Like, I was like, I was staggered. Couldn't believe. The generosity from the fan. That's a nice story. That's a nice story. It, it was an amazing story. Alan? I can't beat when 75,000 were singing about my missus. So yeah. that, was, uh, <laughs> that was my story. <laughs> I've, I've, I've got one that I, I can get in here, that, which involves a certain Paul Gascoigne. Surprise, surprise. So we used to train at a place called Mill Hill. It was like an old school grounds. It was awful. It was on a slope and it was muddy and it was horrible. Um, but we used to train there with Tottenham um, before their new, wonderful, um, modern um, training ground that they've got now. Um, so we used to train there every day. And um, it was this one Friday. We had a game the following day. It was an away game. So it was an overnight stop. Um, so we were going to train and then travel, stay the night, play the game. As you know, you always get people come along and watch training sometimes. And we used to have sometimes the regular ones. We used to have one guy that came all the time and he'd do loads of little bits for the players and stuff like that. I won't um, mention his name um, for obvious reasons uh, later on. Um, but they, they, they used to mess him about a bit, and, you know, take the piss out of him. But he was kind of an affluent businessman. On this particular Friday, Gaza had come into training um, in a little Winnebago that he'd bought for his father and Gazza being Gazza he wanted to show it off so he left it in the car park and we trained we finished training we got ready we came out we were waiting to travel um, and I was we were standing outside and, and, and Gazza goes outside the train ground where there's a bit of road works and he picks up this traffic cone 
brings it in, climbs up the steps on the back of his Winnebago, and he puts it on the roof. Anyway, so we come down, we've gone around, we're waiting again. And this fan um, was outside, and Gaza says, Yeah. He says, Gun up there, and he says, Someone's put that fucking thing on the roof of my Winnebago. <laughs> so he says, Gun on it, will you, and get it down. So, so the fella says, Yeah, of course I will. So he gets up and he, he starts to walk towards it. Gaza jumps in the driving seat. He starts climbing up the ladder, right? So he's up this ladder up the back. And then Gaza puts his engine on, puts his foot down on the floor, starts driving, goes out of the car park onto the main road. The fella's oh, hanging onto God. the ladder for grim. And then he, he accelerates. Honestly, you, this sounds ridiculous, but it's true. He accelerates up the hill. And there was a mini roundabout at the end. And now, because he's accelerated, he's he's almost horizontal, hanging onto the back of this thing. Oh, as my God. It's the most dangerous thing you've ever seen. It's Jesus. ridiculous. But it was also <laughs> incredibly funny. And he goes around this mini roundabout, and he's like on the side. <laughs> and he goes right round, comes back, drives in. As he drives back into the car park, and somehow the fella had managed to cling on, cling on for dear life. And he, as he drives back into the car park and he gets his feet back onto the ladder, Terry Venables is walking out. And Terry, <laughs> he, he went, bloody hell. And he, and he just <laughs> turned back and walked back. He says, I don't want to see this and walked back into his office. <laughs> Honestly, it was the most oh, ridiculously no dangerous, ludicrous, but hilarious thing uh, I, oh, I think I've um, ever seen. Crazy. Uh, what a story that is. Oh, that is incredible. One of a millions of, of Gaza stories. Um, question from Sports Washed. Which grounds did you most look forward to playing at? Uh, which grounds did you least look forward to playing at? I always used to look forward to going to Ellen Road because I always scored there for some reason. I only ever scored once at Highbury and it was a penalty, so I never used to like going there. I couldn't. Score at Villa Park, never scored at Villa Park, never only won one game at Villa Park and I didn't play because of injury. Um, so definitely Villa Park. My favourite probably would have been the Bernabeu. Just a love going there for the for, for the big games. What an, that was an amazing atmosphere, incredible place. Um, obviously it's Real Madrid, but um, yeah, so probably the Bernabeu. Micah? I would probably say favourite hybrid, made my debut there and being an, an Arsenal fan when I was younger. Nice and tight, congested, great atmosphere. And my worst one was Stoke. Stoke, oh, yeah, Stoke, my yeah. God. <laughs> Stoke was horrible. When they had all them big fuckers as well. <laughs> they just loved it. No, but seriously, we, we used to play at Stoke and we had the, I can't remember who was our manager. Was it Mark Hughes? He would say, I'm not exaggerating, kick it out for a corner and not a throwing. It was Tony Pulis's stuff, yeah. Tony Pulis! <laughs> deary, deary, deary me. It was like going into I think it was like it was going to battle. It's like I was playing handball, not football. And I would just get it. And it was like in slow motion, you know, like the long throws of Rory Delap. He just used to put it under. I'm used to be thinking, oh, for fuck's sake, <laughs> like rolling it up, rolling it up. And he didn't need much run up. That was the thing. Yeah. 
Horrible, you just go there, launch it into the box, <laughs> and they've got Crouchy and oh, it was horrible. No, yeah. Stoke, and they were so good at it. I used to hate playing against them. Fair play to them. Uh, question from Saurab Zalpuri. I hope I've said that right. Uh, loving the podcast. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, from over here in the Netherlands. Um, it is a weekly staple now. Good to hear. Uh, what is the funniest thing an opposition player has said to you three on the field during a game? Roy Keane said to me he was going to knock me out once. Well, you do surprise me. <laughs> and did he? Come on. <laughs> I think I'll back you against him, Al. <laughs> Even now. I think people would pay to see that. Alex yeah, Shearer you know, You know, you get all these kind of <laughs> celebrity <laughs> fights now. Get you two of you in uh, UFC or boxing gloves. Uh, <laughs> too old for that shit, guys. <laughs> always, always too old for that shit. You must have got hammered off other players, Micah. <laughs> messing with big meats on, on, on the pitch. They'd, they'd be terrified to take you oh, on, wouldn't they? Oh, come on, they were terrified of me. And the, the only stories I had, encounters I had, was the Ashley Williams, which I've already told, and um, the Clint Dempsey. You remember the Clint Dempsey story that I told? Go on. Back in the days, he was at, he was at Fulham. I was at Man City, and he was playing sort of left wing. I was playing right back at the time. And I was quite small then, but I, could, I had a great leap and I kept winning the ball over him, jumping over him. And he was just getting frustrated and frustrated. And one of the times I've won the ball and he's like, shrugged me like, like, what are you doing? So me being from Chapel Town, you know what I mean? Big up <laughs> Chapel Town, CPT Leeds, you know what I mean? I wasn't having that. I wasn't that. I wasn't had no chance I was having that. So I was going... F off, and he's going back and forth. Then he just turns around back to me and goes, you don't know where I'm from, dog. I'm just like, <laughs> what, what are you even on about? So the next time I seen him, so it, it goes on. So I, you know, like with footballers, like it keeps bubbling away, don't you? you you're always like, okay, I'm, next time I see him, he's, he's getting it. So around the time, People are doing a little bit of research and whatnot, this, that, and the other. Found out that he's a pretend rapper. <laughs> so, like, oh. artist rapper. So, the, the next time I see you, I said, fuck me. <laughs> you can't even fucking rap, you fucking shit. You can't play football. <laughs> and I just laid it to him. I said, who the fuck do you think you are, Eminem? <laughs> <laughs> I was calling him Slim Shady throughout the whole of the game and he, he was biting. What was what was his rapper's name? Oh, I need to get it. I should have, I should have <laughs> But fast forward 10 years, it's weird because now I work with him at CBS <laughs> and he's like one of the nicest guys ever. But it was just that moment mm. of madness. So we've come full circle and now we're... We're, we're mates, yeah. yeah fantastic. Uh, final question from Danny Riggs. Really enjoying the podcast. Keep up the good work. We've got the Cruyff turn, Penenka penalty, and Maradona's La Roulette. If you three had a signature move named after you, what would it be? Simple, the Linica tap-in. <laughs> <laughs> tap-in? Al? I've only got one move. 
One arm in the fucking air, mate. Yeah, that's my move. <laughs> and the mic is stamp finder. <laughs> I'll take that. That was yeah, it's I'll take good. the stamp finder. <laughs> that's that stamp finders. Brilliant. Oh. Can't beat them. Uh, on that note, oh, I think we'll, um, we'll, we'll call it a day. Um, <laughs> Um, uh, thanks by the way everyone for the um, lovely feedback for the Nick Harris interview the other day explaining the Everton and Manchester City situations um, um, in such clarity it seemed to have gone down really well we'll be back at the end of the week with uh, another episode but um, as always thank you very much for listening downloading etc it's much appreciated Um, so goodbye from me goodbye from me and it's goodbye from me and a safe trip back from Mexico, Big Meeks. Yes, come back. <laughs> Vamanos! <laughs> <laughs>